Hey, Morgan. Hey, David. So I'm, I'm done with the game of what, what episode is it because I'll always be wrong. So I know it's in double digits, but we'll stop after that. Though. So it's amazing. That is, that is correct. You, you are correct. It is double digits. I'll let you know when we hit triple digits. That, that'll be a cause for celebration. And am I doing it right? Is Are we approaching the one-year anniversary at the beginning of this? Is January the one-year anniversary? We're getting real close. Very wow. close. Time flies when you're having fun. And they said we wouldn't make it this long. Wait, wait. That was me who said we weren't make that long. I'm just... Wrong Who's the they? Just me. Just they, you. They don't even know we have a podcast, but <laughs> I was like, wait, they said we wouldn't make it. We have haters. What? No, we only have people that love us. So it's all good. That's that's all you want in a podcast, right? Yeah, but I think sometimes it's interesting for the haters if they have some intelligent hate engaged. You know, it's just absolutely. It's, you know, it's it's, it's you know, as long as you listen, that's all I care about. And you might learn something new along the way because we are very not, fun and informational. At least one of them. <laughs> and we all anyone's ever come away from this podcast and said, oh, wow, I learned something. Maybe they learned that Probably. the penalty is wrong or gun control is good, but I'm not sure if they learned anything else besides that. Mm. Mm-hmm. See how you did that one. Okay. Yeah. I think that there's probably people out there that have learned tidbits. I've learned tidbits. No, it's good. So I assume that other people have too. I mean, and, and people might not believe it, but each of us does research before we go on. So, I mean, we do learn on along the way. And sometimes, especially with the uh, debate ones, we can learn what the other, quote unquote, other side may be thinking. So we can have a <laughs> for that. So no, we talk good. it out and put ourselves in that mindset and think it through. And it's all healthy, it's all good. I know. So it's already the 9th of November. Jeez. Except one of my it's, biggest things I hate every year. Oh, can you believe it? it's already Christmas? But you say it every year. You think after after decades, people realize it's always Christmas, always New Year, whatever it may be. The world it's going to be three sixty five next year. We get an extra day, but uh, oh yeah, we do get an extra day. Whew, we're going to need it. <laughs> well, one more extra day of of uh, politicking. It's always a presidential year, the, the leap year. So oh yeah. That's right. They timed that so well. I don't know who made that up or planned that, but. And depending on the results, fun fact, it might be our last election ever. So who knows? We'll see what happens. I mean, true. But yeah, last election ever. And we won't have anything to talk about after that. So the podcast might just end. Uh, Who knows? I don't know. It might. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to cut it off there. So. Right. But how was thinking about this time? How was your Thanksgiving? I mean, excuse me, we're not Thanksgiving. How are we not there yet? I'm not I predicting the future. How, exactly. <laughs> what tense is future? Or, I don't know. How was your Halloween? Oh, Halloween's a good time. Um, there was success. Um, we had about 40 kids come through. Um, so that was not too bad. My neighborhood is not super big. So I, I think 40 is kind of a win. Um, the neighborhood behind ours is very very large and we heard some people say that they tried to go through there but it was a madhouse so they just quit and went the other way so what a tough yeah. life you have to see <laughs> other people getting candy i mean wow too much it's too much but it was a good time and yeah what about you 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 guys 
you go all out for Halloween, don't you? No, we we don't. Well, the one thing is, so we do, we're that people that put out just a bowl and, and say take it, but we're at the top of a hill at the end of the. Well, not the end of the call, it's like on a cul-de-sac. Some people just say, forget it. I'm not going up this big hill for five houses. They're probably even less than that. So, yeah, we we, we put it stuff out and it's always left. Um, the kids got expensive costumes this year. and But um, for the first time forever, I um, I wore a costume. So let me tell you about this story. This involves our co-workers. And as people out there know, we, we are co-workers. We never divulge of our company, but we are co-workers. It's not that hard to figure out where we are. That's true. So a co-worker. Okay, so back up. So um, it's funny. I'm telling you the story like you don't know, but you obviously know it. But we'll pretend like you don't know the story. But um, you know, on our team site, some of us posted our, our Halloween photos. I posted with me and the kids. First time I dressed up in years and years. A colleague of mine says a great mask and i'm like you know that's that's a, that's a nice compliment really that's really nice but i wasn't wearing a mask i had to explain i had a and, Mona, and, and morgan's still laughing even though she heard the story several times and i almost you know, you almost heard the name of the person that did it but um but i have a wig on and a, and a mustache it was sort of like a 70s look sort of almost a john bolton mustache it was a 70s look that yeah. is a perfect way to describe well, i think that, that's all described on so i'm not like making this up but it tells you how to make the part the hair and do all these things with the hair. Okay, so yes, it was not a mask. So then we talked to another colleague, explained the situation. Oh, I thought that was a mask too. You know how your neck looked. <gasps> what do you mean? It's just that's my neck. That's my face. I didn't do anything to it. So it's just unbelievable how we're treated. Wait, that's news to me. Oh yeah, you had two people think two that people it was a when mask? I was trying to get sympathy because of the first one and it was the other one. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, and we, you know, as a kid, and me now, oh you make a joke on nice mask, and you're not wearing a mask. But this wasn't supposed to be a joke. This was just supposed to be a compliment. With because it's unbelievable. That's that is hilarious. No, it's, it's still not. funny to me because I remember watching that go down, and I was like, "Oh my god, this! How is he going to take this? Like, what? Which way is this going to go? It really is unbelievable how we're treated. It's hard <laughs> being a man these days." If you are friends with David and you know him, just please go look at the Halloween photos. And oh my gosh, that's, I just think that's hilarious. It's not close. It's not close. I don't. There's always, there's always, I could not have been like. Photo is small or this or that, but no excuses are ever good. It's just. They're just trying to make it not seem as bad when they explain it to you or it. A wig and I don't a mustache. Know. Wasn't even a beard. So you can see my pretty much my, my cheeks. You can see my whole neck. You see my forehead. I mean, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. It, it also, wait. Wait. I just thought about this. It couldn't have been a mask because you stood your glasses on. <laughs> That's another thing too. So I stole my glasses. That's a very good point. I have my glasses oh. on. And unbelievable. That that this mask I got features my natural color eyebrows, but a different color. You know yeah. that mask. That mask is going to have to make another appearance for other um, events or holidays. We're just going to have to bring that one back out. The problem was the 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 mustache wasn't doing a good job of sticking to me, so I guess that kept on having to hold it up, which is always an interesting look when you see someone have their finger on their mustache. <laughs> it's like a, on this audio podcast. Mm -hmm. But then 
then I just I just gave up. But the thing was, I gave up. I couldn't see outside, so I saw like a tape on my uh, where my mustache should be. Oh no! So I don't think it's dark, so people can't necessarily see it. Maybe they think that's my mask. I don't know, but it was. But I have one more thing of tape with it, so there was one. The one that came with it, like on it already, might have been as sticky as it could be. So next year, because I'm not, I'm gonna wear this again. There's no you reason have to wear it every year now. You've set a precedent. I'm sorry. Just I know. We'll I, get you. We'll, we'll get you some legit, like better tape, though. Oh, yeah, but, and, I, yeah, and I think I just wear it on r- random days too. You know, and just. Oh boy, I might see a potential mask at a holiday party sometime soon. We'll just see. Um... And only I know the truth that it's not a mask. (laughs) Secret safe with me. Everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But you had a, yeah, that's hilarious. You put, okay, you're the bowl people with the candy. I get it. I get it. But you know, the other thing we did, because since we have, um, well, it's not ring, but it's like ring doorbell. Oh yeah. It's one of the competitors, which is not always perfect. Somehow things can, people can end up there without getting on there. I can't figure this out, but so I can see, I mean, it didn't seem like that many people. I mean, three or four might've, I don't know, but we're thinking about, you know, we could even, you know, talk to them. You know, do we scare people? Oh, yes. Far away. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Only one piece. Don't (laughs) take too much candy. Exactly. That's too much. That's funny though, they don't want to walk the hill for some candy. <laughs> like it, it is pretty steep. I mean, there there are plenty of people that for their exercise they make sure they go up and and when we have snow, it's steep enough that it's maybe because I'm old, it's scary going down a sled on that how steep it is. Though you it, sled down your driveway? No, not a driveway, but like the cul-de-sac, the road. Oh actually we, we, we can. Our driveway is a little bit. Hill, not I mean, but very mild, but enough that you can go down from that. But the but the actual street, yeah, the kids will because not a good grass hill, at least as far as far as I know by us. But yeah, mm. people just come from far and wide going up there. So when it's snow, nice. one thing, but when it's ice. I mean, that's it's one thing. Which it's always it's one thing driving yeah. down. You got to make it back up too the next time. But it, it's it's a it's good for the calves if you're walking. And then, it's a great like, workout. Not the Cleveland Cavaliers, but uh, yeah, ain't nothing good for them. They haven't had a good anything in a few years. So, but yeah, I um, yeah. So it was overall a success. It's awesome. Really adorable. Um, costumes and stuff. Um, saw older kids that were uh not in Halloween attire, which I do not think is worthy of candy, but you know, it's okay. Can't really stop them. So for those of you out there, if you have not seen it, uh, go on YouTube for the Halloween clip from Kirby Enthusiasm with Larry David interaction with two, I guess, teenage girls who weren't wearing costumes and expect the candy. It's something if, if I had to, if I had to know how to do it, like some podcasts, I'd splice it in here. But A, I don't know how to do it, and B, I don't feel like taking time to do that. So go on the That's YouTube. Fair. Go do your homework, people. But you know the other thing, you know, this time of year, it's also the beginning of college basketball. It's it, This is our moment, people. This is why Tobacco Road is here. The time has come. Yes, it's basketball season. Uh, guys and girls have already kicked off. We've already had some upsets. It's kind of crazy. Um, Michigan State. Tom is a can. I mean, I mean, the, the, weird the, thing, the weird thing about any sports in general, 
half the teams after day one already have a loss. I mean, it's all sports and sort of obvious, but mm-hmm. one, it, it's and it's a crazy thing. And so it's and the Michigan State, which I mean, yeah, to lose to his was it nephew, I think was his, his nephew. At, at yes, James Madison University. James Madison. Hoot, hoot. Yeah, I think it's you, yeah. You make a good point. I mean, half the teams are going to lose. I think we all have this preconceived notion that you're not going to, at least starting out, you know, if you're significantly higher ranked, you're you're probably going to win. You know, especially because it's the first game, people are a little rusty, all yeah. that stuff. So, so you know, Israel, I'm not the fan of him personally, but obviously a great coach. Is he the is he the marquee coach out now with Krzyzewski gone, Williams? We can talk to Patino about later. Patino's a different story. But is is he that one? Is it Bill Self? I mean, it is, it is, we're on a new generation. So who's that last of the greats of the old generation? I mean, I would definitely put him up there. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I think him and Bill Self are up there. Um, I, I think it's been – we're at an interesting time overall in college basketball but it's like even just within the coaching spectrum like you're right bam's gone shashevsky's gone williams is gone so self and izzo and calipari calipari like it it's a massive transition that's that's happening um i I think it's i think it's interesting i think that izzo has not done well like other coaches, I don't think Izzo has done well with uh, NI on transfer. I think that's hurt him. Um, I think, Cal- I mean, Calipari, I don't know. Well, he's, but I mean, I think is it yeah. because, I mean, there's two ways to look at it that, you know, it's Izzo's an old school guy, but in theory, wink, wink, mm-hmm. the basketball program has nothing to do with NIL. It's all the oh. and stuff like that. So I mean, it's it's a wink, wink, but it it's a. Does he not want to play the game? Hope we don't play that. I don't know. I I guess. I mean, I guess he could be like Nick Saban for football because you know Saban had all those recruits coming in saying how much they wanted to make in nil deals, and he's like, "Bye, <laughs> like I'm not playing that game. He can look somewhere else." So, so this this is a, a quick aside. So the quarterback at Alabama, Jalen Milrow. He mm-hmm. was, you know, anytime you throw an interception at, at Alabama, get in trouble. I grew up with his dad. His dad oh. and I played as a kid when the same street. And we always joke as a family because his dad would always, um, so this is probably six, seven, eight years old, come play, come to the house and want a banana. It always, hey, can I, to my parents, can I grab a banana? <laughs> And, that's, the, yeah. and and so I mean, and when we grew up, well, I don't, I, I don't remember when he moved away because I actually was looking for him in our in our high school or senior year, but he wasn't in there. The dad, but I, I see on not Facebook friends, but I know a bunch of people on Facebook that always congratulate him, the dad, mm-hmm. the son. But yeah, it was sort of this random thing a couple of years ago. I see someone posted this kid is one of the best high school quarterback recruits, and it's like watch. Well, Sort of know that dad, but yes, and yeah. with him as a kid. Yes, that's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. That's a fun fact. See, I learned something new tonight. Well, there yeah, you go. it's not that exciting. 
And it's one of those things. I think it's kind of weird. If you were listening to this, which I'm sure he is, that he, I've, I, I don't know if you remember me or not. I'm not sure. And certain people. That's I, fair. Some people I remember, some people I don't. And it's still cool, though. It still happened. It is cool. So, but even it's funny. I'm actually looking at the the rankings. So some of the player people, uh, some of the coaches, we may forget about, but they've been around a while. You know, Rick Barnes, Tennessee. And oh yeah. If you, he was at Clemson many moons ago, and we got in a fight with Dean Smith, and it was just one of those things that he knew <laughs> he couldn't get to the top level he wanted to if he stayed at Clemson. Between the other ACC coaches at Clemson, especially at the time being the rare football school in the ACC, uh, mm-hmm. Florida State was to an extent. But is I mean him, and then it just Purdue is Matt Painter. He's one of those guys for me that seemed young, but he's been around. A while. Oh, I didn't realize he had been around that long. Yeah, if I if I wanted to look it up, and then with with Houston and, and uh Kevin Sampson, you know, he was at mm-hmm. he's got his Washington State, Oklahoma. He was one of those guys that sort of had a uh, issues wherever he went, Indiana. But mm-hmm. uh, but I mean Houston people were talking about it again. I mean it, it it's they did become relevant, yes. They did. I mean they, they're relevant in the eighties with uh uh, five slam and jamma. If you remember that's uh, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Olajuwon. I can't remember the last name, but a big, you know, when you when I was growing up, like, what do you mean Houston was a good basketball school? Because it's just one of those Weird, things right? people, you don't think of, and it just it is. But yeah, I mean, so some of these things. I mean, now Miami, Larinaga, he's been in Miami a while, and before that, a long time. At George Mason, when they had their their miracle run. So some of these people. You know, just looking quickly down the list of some of these places that's that the people have been around a while. That's some of those things in life when you think it's only been five years and it's been ten years or this or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear somebody wants to retire and you're like, they can't retire. They just they're, got here. They're kidding. <laughs> we ju- we're just getting this party started. Exactly. Um yeah, I think it's 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 a little bittersweet to me, I think. I mean, because I have watched basketball for as long as I can remember. Um and it, and it is uh it's weird to watch those coaches that you have known for so long decide that it's time to go and it's like a weird um changing of the changing of the guard you would say i guess um what's well, like with Bayheim? did he ever did we ever think he was going to leave even though he was there for 40 not, plus years whatever it was i mean the guy who's the, the spokesman for greensboro I, hate I, I, I was not mad about that one. I, I could. I mean, he's, I he's a great coach, a but but he's back in the, you know, the category. Just eh, there's a lot of different things about him. But he was able for many years to convince people to go to Syracuse. Who who the hell would want to go to Syracuse in the winter? The fact he got mellow there was hilarious. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, he, was, he, he grew up in Baltimore. I mean, we couldn't get him as a as a turf, but I mean, it to go. I mean, it, there's obviously great programs. Journalism is well known there, but just in terms of like, I can if you're a great basketball player and I choose, and I'm gonna go to upstate New York in the winter. I guess. Which, the Carrier Dome may be the only place that in college sports that hosts basketball, football, and lacrosse. Oh, I didn't know they did lacrosse in there. They do, yeah. And so it's a weird concept to see. I mean, it's like all these things. If they, if they get 10,000 people, which are not 
it looks like it's empty still. So, I mean, it's You're like, where's the rest of the people? And somehow they're a lacrosse powerhouse. But that's a different story. For, I mean, it's <laughs> that's a story for the springtime. We'll be talking yes. about that later. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just weird watching them all shift out. Uh, Bill Self, I can't not mention this because he uh signed a massive uh extension, I guess, technically, because he's already good through this year or whatever. So he will get 53 million. Is it a lifetime? Years. I thought he had like a lifetime contract. So they called it that, but it's for five years. <laughs> That's the breakdown I saw of it, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> they don't have high confidence he's going to live that much longer then. He just said he was going to finish his career there, and he's looking forward to doing that. And he, there's no other place he'd rather be, basically. So. Yeah, I mean, there's no other place I'd rather be if I got that type of money. You can send me anywhere for that type of money. You can send me to Syracuse for that type of money. I mean, shoot. Yeah. So this is a trivia question. I, I hope I didn't bring it up because I always forget. So in the history of Kansas basketball, you know where I'm going with mm. this? I actually don't. Okay. There's only been one basketball coach that's ever had a lifetime losing record. They might have had an individual season losing record, but a lifetime losing record. At Kansas. At Kansas. I wonder if anyone's shouting out in the in the in the, the world. Oh, I'm trying to think. It's it when when he coached, it was not clear if the, the, the baskets were thinking of or peach baskets they used. Oh, I'm definitely not going to know this. James Neesmith? <laughs> the inventor of basketball. No. Go look it up on the internet. The only... I didn't know he was at Kansas. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the backstory to that. And I don't know how long he coached. But yes, it was a, which is absolutely amazing. That's, a, that's, that's how much of a blue blood. Interesting. It goes way back. He's the OG blue blood. Yeah, OG. That's what that yes. means. <laughs> But he had a losing record. Yeah, and I and I once again I don't know if it was four and five or ten and thirty. I have no idea. I mean, some of those things are sort of interesting. Like you know who, which pitcher has the most wins in baseball? Cy Young. Which pitcher has the most losses in baseball? Cy Young. I mean, some of these stats are sort of interesting yeah. though. But you'd think the I mean he invented it, right? So he should know it intricately. I guess that just means execution, right? Didn't didn't really yeah, work mean, out so well for him. If you look in sports, a lot of the good um, players never became good managers. Uh, yeah, it, we know. And, and the reverse is is true too. That some there's there's more and more people that never even play like college football. They're coaching. There's an interesting article recently about the people. This is dead serious. That grown up on Madden and as real listen, oh, yeah. learn theories and everything because of that and. I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting thing where it's like you would wait. I'm, you're teaching me how to play, and you never play. You just played a video game. Absolutely, we're gonna see Madden on people's resumes. You just watch. Oh, it is. It's coming. It's, so yeah, I mean, it, it's if you have to go through any sport, it's hard to find people who are great as a player and as a coach. It's yeah. It's very few and far between. Perfect. The, the main example when you talk about that 
that comes to my brain is MJ, right? I think he's the perfect example because, I mean, everything he did on the court and then the stuff he couldn't do. Yeah, and that's Charlotte, not coaching. So. That's you know that that's you know that's ownership and stuff like that. But I mean, it's hard. You still would think it could tr trickle down and be like right. I mean, decent. I just think it's just because you it's assumed it's a great player that you can teach. I mean, I'm sure Jordan have no patience for that. I mean, he's no patience for <laughs> anything. Not. But it's just yeah. But it's I always cool. think it's funny in basketball when you see them coaching, like Patrick Ewing. Seven foot plus as a coach. It's, it's weird. weird. Like Larry Bird was weird to see. They're just it's just a weird, weird concept. Like, what are you doing standing still, very tall in a suit, coaching these people? Like, that's not how I know you. I know. But um yeah, so college basketball's back. Um you you should be very honored because your beloved Terps are in the same state as you. That's correct. They... Yes, they 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 are in Asheville, mm -hmm. and and there's some weird connection, but that they're, they're in Asheville and because they're playing in Asheville in 2026. They'll go to the Maui Invitational. But they all I know oh. they sell all the same odors and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not going to see them. It says people out of state don't realize it's not that close, Asheville and, and Raleigh. I mean, same you can make a wonderful Asheville weekend of it, though. Yeah, I could, but I'm not. So, yes, we got a Friday night. I'm a dedicated fan. Someday, but what no, can it's, I say? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a rare trip to the state for the Turpies, but it is what it is. Yes, they're playing in their happy little tournament in the mountains. Um, good old NC State is taking on um, Abilene Christian tomorrow. Which... So, and then they, yeah, everybody watch out, mark your calendars, it's happening. But then they are headed, um, they're headed to Vegas at the end of the month to play in a Vegas showdown. Okay. That'll be exciting. Um, and then they have ACC, SCC challenge, but we traveled to Ole Miss this year. Which, and they got rid of for many, 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 many years, ACC Big Ten challenge mostly so because the Big Ten they're renegotiating all their things they they signed with every station except for ESPN so that's that, so rude it's all, it's all money that's what it is Literally. it's all football money not even more, which is... I was going to say yeah I mean that that's something to consider as these conferences change is who's going to come onto the basketball stage at the same time so We'll see. It should be interesting for sure. Yeah, I mean, even when I was looking, you know, quickly at the the top twenty five, it's interesting. You got you know Kansas, Duke, Purdue, Michigan State, Marquette. So you got the you know Big Twelve, ACC, two Big Ten, and Marquette's what the Big East, the Big yes. East or AAC. So point. I mean, and you know, you look even further. It's really so many different conferences represented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that's I mean, and then we you got two in the West Coast Conference with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, and some people are saying yes. St. Mary's might be the year they win, and they're just mm -hmm. in Florida Atlantic number ten. I mean, they had a good year, great year last year, but it's good yes. to see that. And even like 
you know, Gonzaga's is, is done being a mid-major for the past decade or so. They're 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 just a big mm-hmm. they're they're almost a blue blood at this point. You're they're just an honorary blue blood. They're like the West Coast blue blood. We should just go ahead and just add them to the list. Um I mean and if and, and few is one of those ones of the great coaches now. You know, yes. and, and and it's it's he's he's getting older. He's not old, but he's getting older. And the, the thing is, he was the second coach. We're not at Gonzaga, not the second coach ever, but it was he was able to continue and exceed the tradition of um the dude who was before him that, that ended up I believe going to Minnesota afterward. So it's interesting that sometimes it's one play, mm-hmm. one coach, and they want to move on up, and then this one he didn't kept on going and living in their moment. And yeah, that's all they needed. They needed their chance and that they just took it and ran with it. And now he's he's had a lot of success. But yeah, definitely over the last 20 years, Gonzaga's just like that constant force that keeps coming back. They just don't go away. So. And the thing with the mid majors is always that point where you they start becoming good mm-hmm. and then it's there's no it's a no win situation for the big boys to play them. Because if you win, it's not a good thing it's not it's okay you won and if you lose that's horrible so but gonzaga has gone past that point where teams want to play them they know Absolutely. this is a loss it was it won't be a bad loss and they win it'll be a great win and it's it's rare i mean if they've had other teams over time that we don't you know, think about st louis is great i mean indiana state when they had uh bird i mean did some of these things come mm-hmm. and go i mean gonzaga is has now been a good team for 25 years Mm-hmm. a long time and long time. and then they have historically not been you know getting these five-star recruits they've had people adam morrison and some other people over time but uh do you remember yeah he was on the mustache right he was the one with the mustache i remember yeah. when they like 20 years ago when they first like got ranked really really high because they played duke that year and i remember thinking like what is this school, Gonzaga? Like, where is it? I had to look it up. I was like, who are these people? What, What is this? And then they've literally just constantly, like, ebbed and flowed back in and out, you know? And, and um, they're at the point that, oh, they can never win the big thing, never win the big thing. What a great distinction to have a school that, you know, 25, 25 years ago, we told them people were complaining because they can't win the national championship. That, that would be a good problem to have. I would like that problem. I mean, yeah, there's worse things to have to deal with, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I Do you think, and I think that the potential changing conferences, this may adjust this or secure this. I mean, yes, some of those mid-major schools are not to be taken lightly. But, you know, speaking on behalf of the ACC, like, the problem with them right now is, yes, it's Duke, it's Carolina, it's Clemson, it's uh, Florida State, it's Miami. Um, But there's no depth. That's the massive problem. So... You've got your people, your your leaders of the conference kind of doing their same thing, right? Duke, Carolina, you know, Duke's projected to do very well this year. That's, some people hate that. Some people love that. But like everybody else in the ACC, they're so, they're not deep enough and they don't do well. 
as far as wins losses, but like those middle grade conferences aren't doing too bad. So it's, it's almost like the, the weight between the two of them is almost equal in my mind, because those middle conferences are doing really well, but the ACC isn't potentially doing what they need to do, especially in March. Right. I mean, Yes, they'll go, you know, you'll have five teams go, but that's that that's lower than in the past. That is a good point. But I mean, it's you say, you know, conference versus conference, but is it really there are some good teams in other conferences, but but top to bottom, it necessarily won't be. But it's also the battle every year, you know, is it all is this conference top heavy? Which one's, you know, yeah. the top? And but I mean all these all the major conferences they're always upsets. I mean, it's always hard, tough to win on right. on the road and stuff like that. But I mean, the other thing, you know, is this, you know, which is the best conference? Well, you know, I might argue the Big Ten, but the trivia question with me, it's all it's all trick questions. What's the last uh, Big Ten team to win the national championship in basketball? And when? Wasn't it, um, wasn't it Michigan State? In what year? I don't know. So it wasn't that long ago. It was that I long don't ago. think it, it, it was, was that long ago. So the trick question is, so the last current Big Ten team to win the national championship was Maryland in 2020, in, in 2002, but they didn't win, but they were in the ACC then. But the, the correct about Michigan State but it was in 2000, I believe. Wow. So look up. So that 23 was the years flies. So, yeah. So, I mean, the oh. point is, so, I mean, there's all this talk, you know, will Purdue win. They have arguably the best player in the country is Zach Eady. And it, but it just, they're, they're, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it just takes one game to, to bounce out of the, the tournament. So, you know, every year, it was just the final, the year it's going to be. And once again, we have, there's, there's two in the top four. One's going to drop out with drop down Michigan State. So there's, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think after that, what was I looking at? Because this Blair in the room, I think the next with uh, Illinois is 25. And then we get into the receiving votes. So Wisconsin's 26. Maryland is 29 or so. So I mean, there's, there's five school Maryland. That's what a Gary Williams called. So yeah, that is. <laughs> There's five schools in the top 30 from the Big Ten. I mean, it's – but it, I mean, it's really – could be anyone. And then, and then okay. the thing is, the the whatchamacallit, the NCAA tournament, as much as everyone loves it, it's – people love it because of the upsets. It's, okay. and, and, and oftentimes a great – they're usually a great team wins, but almost mm-hmm. – rare, very rarely the top four – teams get to the final four a lot of times not even the twos or threes so is it right. the best team it's just getting hot at the right time and everything like that timing it's always timing always yeah uh, so that's why it's march and that's why we love it we want some people to win because you know brackets and then you know other people win that aren't supposed to and then it it dashes those brackets and all of our hopes and dreams. But. Well, NC State's 
last championship. I mean, they were not a great team. I mean, as it was, mm -hmm. you know, if it was other sports or if it was, you know, the college basketball 20 years before, they wouldn't be in the, the tournaments. And then mm -hmm. they win it. I mean, it's from an air ball, but a win's a win. Hey, that was a pass. <laughs> we'll say it to the dying <laughs> day. I mean, yeah. that's plays that's still shown, and, and, and you see Valvano running around Love happy. It. And... Love it. That's, I'm so happy. Love that. So happy, and it was, what was, what's the expression? You weren't even a spark in your parents' eyes, whatever that. I was 84, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was not. So point being, yes, it was well before you were. And we still talk about it. And we still. Well, because you haven't won it. anything since then. But I mean, that's not the reason. I mean, you're not wrong, but we shall see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Our girls basketball has done better recently yeah. than the guys has so we'll see how that goes but well for a while so i mean <laughs> that's true i mean but our girls have yeah yeah one company even in <laughs> oh yeah no but they've had a number one they've had a really high ranking over the last few years well that's my point i mean it's been, it's been going on for I mean, they've had a great program i mean yeah yeah a little rough years in there unfortunately the whole time i was in college it was a little rough for the girls which was kind of sad but it's okay. It's all good. It's rebuilding or whatever you want to call it. So it works. Well, good. You know, the one thing, and we can still go back to talk about some of this. It's I always enjoy college basketball announcers. So the dead series, my friend and I, mm. we will, we will have a competition. He almost always wins to see who's going to be calling Maryland sporting events, primarily Football and basketball, but if we know the soccer's on, we're gonna find out who it is. So we he and I are both obsessed with this. And there and there there are other people out there. Awful announcing went from this do you do you, do you ever go to that site? You know? I have heard of it. Oh, yes. it's it's so it went from being, you know, this little blog thing to being like they're like professionals who write on, they're like staff writers who do it all about different things announcing, but uh you know, it's wait, that's that's people's jobs. Wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're writers. I mean, it's more, they might by now be owned by someone big, but it would start off, geez, God knows how many years ago, this 10, 15, 20 years ago. Here's a little niche that no one else likes. And it's like, oh my God. And now it's being quoted in very, they get scoops and they get everything. Mm. But, you know, so, so who, do, yes. who do you like in, in college basketball, whether play by play or analyst or what? Um. So I can't keep. The, well, the analyst is like the side, like interviews and stuff, right? Is that no, the, the analyst is the color guy? You got a play by play and the play by oh, so both of them together. Yeah, well, so you know, play by play, there's color or analyst, and then then sometimes there's two depending on, but then there's um, but then there's a sideline, which I don't care that much. Sideline, that's the other one I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, you went into full like journalism speak on me, and I was like, "Help! I don't know what this means." If I knew how to do it, I'd edit this part out, but I don't. So, so who do you <laughs> like? <laughs> um, I have a lot of people that I like, but I think first I need to start with this person because we all love Jim Nance. No, we don't. No, my my, oh. my my 
the friend I mentioned, he hates him with a passion. He hates he things. Aww. Well, part of it is because he's so pompous. Part of it is he does he doesn't do basketball until the um, semifinals of Big Ten. Then he jumps in and it and and then you just bring that voice in. That's all you need. Voice and then he then he his shtick is what he gives away his tie to like the MVP at the championship game, which it's, it's like supposed to be an honor. You get his his, his tie. I didn't know that he did that. So I'm pretty I sure think that's cool. So yeah, so the, the the bottom line is there are there are enough uh, gymnasium haters out there. Mm. Well, I'm sorry I started with that one, but it's okay because he's done now because he's retired. The... Yeah, he's still doing. Well, yeah, basketball. Then. Yeah, but basketball. but they have already named his replacement. It's going to be Ian Eagle. No, oh, and I feel no, like no, no, I... no, stop, stop, stop. It's not Ian Eagle. It's Ian Eagle. Ian Eagle. That's literally how you say it. Ian Eagle. He well, he does NFL too. Ian Eagle. He's the number. That's where I heard him. Yes, that's who's. Oh. Yes, and his son Noah Eagle is now doing um NBC broadcast. He's done college does college football. He I think because NBC doesn't have basketball, but yeah. Ian Eagle, one of the two Ions I know, for those of you kids out there, Ian Zero from 90210 is the only other Ion. I know Ian Eagle, I'll keep on going on. He claims he's never had a salad in his life. Not to be mistaken, Michaels, who who never had a vegetable. What's the <laughs> different though? I and Eagle, he's had you know I've had lettuce, I've had other things, but not combined into a salad. So this is yes, I know. Why I'm do you joking about this stuff? It's because it's amazing it's those, what people will or will not eat. Yeah, but it's also one of those stories that once it's going on once now, anytime they're interviewed, do you really not? Eat That's it? all they talk about. And it's, yeah. So yes, no. It's I, I, I and Eagle is a great. This is a great voice. I like good it. person to to have replace Mr. Nance, you think? Yeah. Um I like Vern Ludquist. Yes. Uh, I, I he is one of those guys. Well, he's not doing it anymore, but if he's um he's one of those guys that if you're listening to, you don't watch him, then you see him as like, wait, that's that guy? Like you don't have, oh, yeah. you just and his the fun thing, I think it's for football and for basketball. His wife is like the, his spotter and like helps him out like during the games and stuff like that for football. So oh, that's cool. The, the burn seems like a good guy, and it just he's so he's, he's, he's a fun guy, but a, but a but a great voice, and that's what I'm saying is yes. When you see him, it's like that's him. There's no way that voice comes out of that body. No way. Right. But he's great, and I have to just go ahead and throw this in here because he has probably one of the greatest calls on a college basketball moment ever because he called the shot by Leitner. So that's pretty great. Well, it's not a great experience, but it's a, it's a great call that lives on. It's a great from, – from a journalism and announcing aspect, it's a great call, yes. And some of these announcers, I like because well they are the best for for they get the good games for a reason. But it feels special, like when you know when you have Dan Schulman, you know it's a big game, so it's sort of exciting with he and Kevin yes. Hartland, another example. But and Gus Johnson, I I so I like a lot of people don't like because it's another it's a big game. He's just so excited and stuff like that, and it's, it's, he gets. I love his excitement. 
but I know that like I think he gets so excited that he like messes up I guess I, I don't and I don't know how to judge that on a scale I mean you know most average watchers aren't going to be like oh he said the wrong word when it should have been this you know so does it really matter in the long I think run? so I think yeah. it should I think people would it's just that's that's, that's you think it job. does matter and okay. I like him I think you have to be right that's your job so what do you he's like gonna have a lot of money he's another one that's oh yeah probably a jerk but uh pompous yeah interesting but the one the one i like just because growing up with in perfect times mike patrick but mm -hmm. he's always he, for sometimes a guy who was with vital for a while and and once again if i knew how to do it it's, it's football but the infamous britney spears announcement that go on youtube everyone if you don't know this, Mike Patrick, Britney Spears, you will find it. But I mean, just it's, he has that sense of humor. He's he's excited, so you know I like him. The other one mm -hmm. that I like, it's very good. Does every sport? Jason Benetti. He did the Maryland football game last week. He's now just announced as the Tigers play-by-play -play guy for 126 games. He does college basketball, and he's oh. also a graduate of um. Wake Forest Law School, and it's like only like forty years old, but he does. That's all. impressive. And and well, the other thing he has, I mean, I think it's muscular dystrophy. He has some sort of disability, which you wouldn't know unless you saw him. But he is very good as an as announcer. He, I saw him do lacrosse, which might be the hardest sport to do. How fast it is, and hard to oh, yeah. words. And then, but he has that right sense of humor that I love. I love him. For that's so cool. That's yeah. awesome. But um, for analysts, for me, there's a couple of things. One, I really like when you learn something, you learn strategy. And mm. two people who I like who are not well-liked as people, one is uh, Dan Dockich, you know, from ESPN until he got fired. Uh -huh. Because mm -hmm. he would say, you know, when you're watching the game, don't look at the ball. Everyone knows where the ball is. Look at the players. Look at them crossing. All these things about how – and most of the people I like were former coaches. Like, I don't need a former mm -hmm. player. Even, like, the one that everyone loves is, is Robbie Hummel now, who's on every station. But, yeah, I mean, they'll talk about, oh, this player is great. But I, but the strategy, the other one I like, God rest his soul, sort of, is Bobby Knight, who yes. is a complete jerk. But I felt like, you know, <laughs> something, he knows more about basketball than most people. So I felt like I'd learned something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think – so is it – in a perfect world you would want a good mix of both i assume but like if you get somebody who's like you know really like charismatic and just high energy and into it and great voice and good calls and stuff versus like your bobby knights who like they're not going to be super energetic but they're going to be very strategic they're going to explain it like give you details that you may not know right. otherwise like, which one do you want? Well, I think you may, we may have the winner in Bill Raftery, who is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> no, and he was a former coach many moons ago, knows his stuff, but he's just it's exciting when, you know, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. If you try to explain, I mean, if, if I'm watching one of his games and it's tip-off time, I make sure that everyone's damn quiet five seconds so I can hear <laughs> more Graham. And he does, I mean, these things where it's like, absolutely hilarious though and he was the one 
that had arguably the, the greatest or most famous call of all time to send it in Jerome, whether this the the, the backboard. But I mean, I love. But then I also really like people that are that are critical. I mean, they're. I, I like Vital more than a lot of people, but I mean, everyone is, mm-hmm. everyone loves Raymond and all these things. But so we'd mentioned him, I think on our first episode, Billy Packer, who was very critical of people, but he knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then even though he was at the wrong school, but, but Billis, I mean, I know a lot of people that hate Duke that really like Billis. I do like Billis. As, as an announcer mm-hmm. because he'll criticize Duke. He'll do, other, he'll, he'll say what he believes. And that's hard for some people. So that's an interesting point. So Jay Billis is uh, very popular. Um, I've read things where they think he's the number one commentator when it comes to college basketball. But yes, obviously he went to Duke. Do you think, because when I, I do think technically from a basketball sense, he's very good at his job. Uh Uh-huh. When it comes to things regarding other blue schools that he did not attend, I think he, you, if you had, if you lived under a rock and did not know he went to Duke, like you would think he went to like Carolina or something. Just the way he talks about like players or like, you know, several other blue schools as well. I'm not just going to single one out, but. Is it because he has like unconscious bias because he went to Duke? So he's kind of compensating to not sh- like align himself so that it doesn't come off as like bias because he went there and it's affinity for his own school? Or do you think it's just genuine? I mean, it, I mean, it could be unconscious, like, you know, or maybe not even conscious. You know, those few times I've in school when the teacher's kid was in the same classroom you're extra hard on your kid you don't want to show favor mm-hmm. so is it mm-hmm. something like that I, I i don't know i mean it's interesting I mean, he's just he has self-deprecating humor some of these things like <laughs> on twitter i'd seen in the past it, it's just and it's interesting if you I mean, he's a lawyer by trade and still in practice and his most i did famous, not know that his most famous case i forgot which side he was on he'll he's, he talks about sometimes in podcasts was um with Barney the dinosaur. Wait, what? Go once again. We need to create a list of links. Go go. <laughs> go Google Billis and Barney. You don't have to say Barney the dinosaur. It'll come up as Barney, even number one. And he was as as and I think as a young uh, lawyer. I don't know if it was a copyright issue. I forgot what it was. Oh. But but I mean, you could. I mean, I've, I haven't looked in five or ten years. But I mean, you could find his. Uh, profile at the law firm and it'll say you know mm-hmm. this is notable <laughs> notable clients barney i mean barney that's amazing well that's so cool i didn't i'm i definitely did not know that he was a practicing attorney i think i assumed that he didn't well that's what i don't know anything anymore. Else. I, haven't, I haven't looked in a while and he gets you know more and more things but i don't but it's yeah that's that's wild to think about. And the other one, I just always had to think about because he is Mr. ACC, is Dan Bonner, who has been calling the ACC games for 40 years, Goodness. literally. And he he he's a guy that doesn't age. It's one of those things when 
when I went to school, I mean, he was a legend then, and he was he was doing it for a thousand years then, and that was just like his halfway point. You're like, wait he, a minute. He has he takes his job very seriously. He he knows when to laugh. He's a good laugh. And the thing is, I always, I mean, this is all their, their these are their jobs they do. Mm-hmm. But I always come away like when he, we begin the year, he's calling games against the you know directional schools. And like he knows everything about, like he has all the detailed, you know, notes about their fourth best player in the team. And it's like once again, mm-hmm. that's the job. I just feel confident that just just how he says it, like, oh yeah, that's the, you know, that's his that's his game over there, shooting from this and that. So I was just mm-hmm. that's because of a lot of times these people on the list are mentioned before, like Mike Padgett, ones that I've grown up with, and they say mm-hmm. a lot of people their favorite sports announcers whenever like they were 12 years old or whatever who was who was the big one at that time and if you if you go back and think who you're 12 what does it go up and i think bonner was around i mean it's i've been following acc for a long time and it's bonner's always been there we we're working out that he was starting to have a few big 10 games so he was still calling maryland games even after even after, after you know, just because he lives somewhere in the state of virginia so it was relatively so he just drive up. They don't have to fly anyone in. And oh, like, yeah. that's super convenient. That's yeah, I mean, it was one of the parts of Virginia. I mean, it was a good drive, I think, but it was still it was still worth it for them. So. Still easier for him probably than some other yeah. people. That's interesting because I was gonna say, so like, so watching ACC games for me growing up, one of my favorites is Mike Jaminski. That's who the I G-Man. Yes. He's great. But that's like that's just like a core like well yeah. He's childhood, he's, you know, oh getting up watching ACC basketball. Like he was just there, you know, that constant. So, so the, those, those, there's a couple things about him. One, Steve Blake, one of the all time Maryland greats, four year player. They would they would Jaminski would always refer to him as Stephen Blake. No one else referred to him, but every time there's Stephen Blake. But the other thing Stephen. is Stephen that if anyone who's never been to Cameron or hasn't seen it, the announcers are not on the, you know, press row. They're not right at the half court. Like they are in the crow's nest. So here's mm-hmm. a guy that's seven feet. I've been up in those things. It's not fun for a five, seven it's guy. Scary. I just don't see how, I mean, he does it on a regular basis would climb up that thing, but that's what he would do. It's so small up there. It's terrifying. Uh, they're just they're just huddled up there. Just yeah, the G taking it all in. The G man. So he's great. I yeah, he's like that childhood. Right. Who do you remember for person for me? I think. Um, so and, yeah. Another one I love as a person, but I'm not the biggest fan of the announcers. Len Elmore, a Maryland grad, when the all time. Mm-hmm. Rates. He was one of those things. It was a different school back then when he was um, after he went to Maryland, played. He went to Harvard Law School. I mean, it's a, and then he went to and that's he so does, cool. He's, he does. He's been doing his analysis for decades. But it's one of those things. Like I said I don't think like I learned much of him. I think he's a great player, great human being. But it's and I like seeing him just because of where he graduated. But it's not like oh mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be someone going to be. Because there are times, oh, I do get excited about. Oh yes, we're gonna have, you know, uh, Dan Dockets. It's it's just fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it makes you more excited for that game. And then if it's an announcer that you don't like, that's why you got the mute button. 
it's there for a reason. But it really, but it, it's it's so weird when you to do it with with on mute. I mean, it's just a thing we're just so used to. I mean, it's a weird concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a weird concept if you think about it. That someone's telling you what you're watching on the TV. It's not a radio, and they, they, they talk about it. people do both. Tell you how it's a different way to call yeah. it. Iron Eagle is one of them, mm-hmm. but it's it's a isn't a weird concept where you're seeing it, and if you're live at the arena, you know who made the basket, who made mm-hmm. the foul. But that's it. It's sort of an interesting concept. That's interesting. I never thought about that. I think it's. I mean, it's helpful. I mean, obviously, they're not like obviously it's yes, very different from radio. So like they're not exactly doing all of that. Right. I think it's good because there's something like somebody saves it going out of bounds, and the other team gets possession and is heading for a fast break. That camera's going to follow the ball. They're not following the person who went third row. You know, that's why the announcers were like, oh, he goes flying to the table, you know? But the interesting A lot of fast breaks happening. They're, you know, they, they asked on the top him, they're asking Al Michaels, are you watching the monitor? Are you watching the field, the football, the basketball? He mm-hmm. said, well, you, you really do have to watch what they're watching at home. So you probably, that yes. can maybe see out the corner of your eyes, but it's. Mm. Yeah. And then I think I'm, I'm also always forgetting that they're also saying like random fun facts and stats. So, you know, people are shoving papers at them and stats and updates. And that's a lot of moving pieces. One one of the guys I used to work with many moons ago was a um, fundraiser by day, but did the stats. I think it was like the third in line for Southern Triangle, but it based those there's obviously so many games that he would be there. And yes, he would be mm-hmm. taking stats and you know, handing the paper. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing is, being a good announcer is the, the hardest job to make look easy. Oh, I can I can tell you who's scoring. But when you have a producer in your headset telling you you got to go to the commercial after this or doing this and that, it's and just a thing straight. It's absolutely, and, and to know when it's your turn to talk, talk and your turn to shut up, it's just amazing. It, it's it's hard to take it for granted that it just and you know it, it's quickly knowing who the numbers mean the players and so it's basketball it's it's different but i'm looking you know if you're at that level it's like how do you see that person like well even like the you know the the pa announcer is like it's a tough angle sometimes it's, it's oh, a, yeah. they're, they're big men that could be covering the way just <laughs> even you know that that person that number but no i give it to them i forgot about the producers in their heads that's yeah no <laughs> we just think they're just talking and we're like oh like oh, we don't have anyone talking in our heads well i do but it's not have nothing to do with this though we do not have headsets on we do not have a secret producer no but i have i have well, i hear voices though is what i'm saying okay david has a secret producer <laughs> yes yeah. but it's good it's yeah they do a lot generally overall I would say generally overall, they do a good job, you know. And then you've got your cream of the crop that definitely like stand out and have the experience or just, you know, right. top notch all the time. And it's one of those things does anyone watch it for the announcers and sort of inverse? Would anyone turn a game away 
because announcers when you know Buck and Aikman got so much money to do Monday Night Football at the same time a bunch of other people were laid off at mm-hmm. ESPN. I don't know the answer. I mean, it's, I think more people might be potentially turned off by someone they don't like than turning on because someone they do. But it's just an interesting, it's an interesting concept. And I I've, think, I've, yeah, I've definitely turned, I've definitely muted it based off of who the commentator was before, because I couldn't take it. Oh wow! I just I can't do it, man. And I the, can watch the game without that. The interesting thing about uh, MLB, NBA, and NHL, unlike other sports, especially unlike the NFL, is that you're watching almost all of your games with the local announcers until the playoffs. So baseball, oh, yeah. all the regionals, I mean, all of them are like that, except you have a few national games for a lot, relatively speaking. So a lot of these people, and a lot of them, the way it works, a lot of times they're employed by the, the team. The team, So yeah. So a lot of people, you know, Buck has a great thing doing all the World Series. Like, everyone seems to hate him, even though I think he's great. But, I mean, it's one of those Oof. things where everyone thinks that they're biased against his their club, but his point is, I'm calling it down the line, it's when you watch 162 games of the people that, if they're not homers, they might not be overly um, what they might not overly critical of their team. Then you have someone that mm. says one critical thing. It's always, I mean, what they had, what was the story with the Orioles and their announcer, uh, Kevin Brown earlier this year, who was suspended and it was something mm-hmm. completely innocuous. So it, it's, it's, so I don't know. I, I just think the whole thing of announcing is, is definitely an interesting concept. It's Yes. I mean, you, yeah, everybody's different, right? And you're gonna have certain people, that, have right? Right. So, I mean, I can go. I'll go ahead and bring this one up because we briefly mentioned this topic. But I don't love Bill Walton. I just oh, our I time is love. up here. No, it, it's oh, see, he doesn't like it. Nick. Um, I just don't love him. I I think I don't care who it is. Like, I understand that they have little side tangents that can sometimes occur, right? But the main point of you doing that job is to call the game. And, like, so just do that because otherwise I'm I'm just going to mute it and I can process and analyze the game myself. Yeah. But in his defense, he doesn't get along with his partner that he usually works with oh no they're best friends that they are dave pash (laughs) no they pash plays a straight man no they they love each other dead serious that that's the point the comedy duo there you you need a straight man and pash does the role perfectly but um yes he he is one of those guys lover hey no one ever says he's okay but but wallen's just a treasure don't you care about the grateful dead concert from 20 years ago don't you care that He's talking about something that has nothing to do with the game. It's yeah. absolutely entertaining. And it's, <laughs> he's never, well, as far as I know, he's never going to do a Maryland game, except now that maybe he'll do some Big Ten with the UCLA in there. And that would be fantastic. I would just love. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Just, if he calls a Maryland game, oh, David's going to be on oh, yes. cloud nine over here. Oh, maybe 10 or 11 for that. But it's, 
he will be euphoric and excited and happy and thrilled for a solid two he, weeks. He's a that. he's a national treasure. I don't okay. Bill Walton as a player, thousand percent. Yes, totally behind you on that. There's there's certain people that can get away with it. If it was ninety nine percent of the country, you would you would have them shut up. It's not the greatest analogy, but there's Don Rickles who can insult everyone. It doesn't matter who they where they look like or your race, religion, or anything, and people would be honored that they they made fun of him. No one else could do. There's certain people that you can get away with it, and you, we appreciate it. Yeah, the kids he's and age, he's not that person. Also, just kids can't get enough Bill Walton either. But it's I just can't. Well, to each his or her own. So yeah. I will not be watching that Maryland game when he calls it. That's for sure. Whatever. Whatever. We agree to disagree. I don't even agree but... to disagree, but. Okay, then. Took us a whole step further. But, yeah, some great announcers. I think. Yeah, there's there's some there's some gems in college basketball. That's all I got to say. There is. So Morgan, anything else we want to talk about? I mean, I've 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 talked a lot. We've we've done a lot. College basketball is it's a big topic. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, it's just getting started, and you know, teams are starting off with those non-conference games that are semi important, right? You might have some losses, might have some early upsets, and take the rust off, and then. Go into the holiday season, which is great because people travel and, you know, invitational and all that. And mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's it's good stuff, though. Um, it's it's the <laughs> I was also going to say it's that perfect time of year because you look at the bottom line on ESPN and you just like look at the teams. Right. And it, it's that time of year where you don't know if it's football or basketball because of the scores. <laughs> And especially when bowl season comes around and some of those football teams get blown out, you, you got to look twice because you don't know which sport is happening. But, um, yeah, I think it's good. I think we'll see. I'm a little bit nervous for um, NC State men, and we'll see how that one goes. But I think the girls might have a good season. So okay. that's exciting. Um, LSU women lost in their opener. The other day, yeah. Well, Angel Reese is a former uh, Maryland. He's a former Maryland turf. And, yes, and and, and and her brother is current still in Maryland. We were afraid we were going to lose him when she left, but mm-hmm. he has potential for the NBA if he goes to his potential. So that's cool. I forgot she came from Maryland. That's true. Did she go because of NIL money, or she that no, she was pre uh, that? Did we? There were a lot of transfers that year away from Maryland. It was quite. I never saw what happened. Couldn't find that out, but there was, it was a good team. It was like, wait, you lost. Wait, we lost this person. Then two days later, wait, that oh. person going too, and that person, and then she was able to rebuild. And they're still a good team. And just, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think we got one of your transfers too. We might have gotten a That's couple too. of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but a- we just, you just got one of ours because we had somebody transfer out for their grad year. So. Okay. And I think we talked about this before, and it's with the largest talk for a different day. But the whole thing with um, Angel and uh, 
was Caitlin Clark, is that her name from Iowa? When mm-hmm. one was a hero and one was a villain, and it's, it's not clear, it's just a coincidence that the hero was the white person and the villain was the black person, just a complete coincidence. It's just the way, yeah, that was a that was a big deal, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're playing right now. Iowa's playing Florida State in no, Iowa's playing Virginia Tech. I take it back, which they is bet. very big. Because they both made Final Four last year. So they're playing in Charlotte right now at a, at a neutral site. So. Charlotte's got a lot. So it's Charlotte's, you know, sh- the western part of the state is very basketball filled this weekend. So it's a great kickoff. So that's very good. So maybe that's a good way to end this episode. Perfect. I'm looking forward to a great basketball season. Yes. And we'll see what happens. Here, here.